Podcast Answer Man, episode number 108. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Coming to you maybe one day later than I thought I would this week, but that's okay because it's going to be so worth it. Today, I'm bringing you once again another interview with another podcaster, and as always, I'm sure there's going to be valuable insights for everybody out there, the brand new podcaster, those who are just thinking about it, those of you who are seasoned podcasters, I am very excited to bring on board today, Carrie Runnels. Carrie, welcome to the Podcast Answer Man. Thank you so much, Cliff. It's a privilege. Now, for those of you who don't know Carrie right off the bat, uh, I met Carrie probably, I guess it was a year and a half ago down in Nashville, Tennessee for the first time. Right. That uh-huh. was, we were at PodCamp Nashville, and it was not the first time I had heard about you, though, because I had heard about you and heard you on a podcast well before that, a podcast known as The Diva Cast. Right. All right. So before we talk about the DivaCast, tell us a little bit about who Carrie is. Uh, Just give us a little bit of an introduction to who you are. Well, full and foremost, I'm a mom of two teenage girls and happily married and um, just have, you know, my history is working in corporate America and not really loving it. And after I stayed home with my kids for a while, I sort of fell into being an accidental freelance writer, Um, had a character that I used to draw and um, submitted it to a website. And it turned out that the character was not uh, polished enough, but the writing that I had tied to it, which um, was it was uh, inspirational versus was what took this person's eye and she ended up getting me a contract for a signature line of greeting cards and that sort of got me into freelance writing um and then from that um i just i started my own freelance writing company and um got into the DivaCast sort of just for fun um and i'm gonna stop there i'll let you lead with the questions but it's you know it's kind of a Twisted tale. <laughs> what I do. So, so you're you're a. I guess now you're self-employed as your yes. fran- freelance writer, and yes. and this, was this when when you how how did you leave the corporate world? Did, did you you actually like turned in your ninety day notice? How how did that happen? Well, I had a, a young baby, and I thought that I would go back to work, and it was really clear to me early on that it just didn't work with me to leave my child. Um, I had a, a nice babysitter, a good friend of mine, but I just it didn't sit well with me to leave her with a sitter and go to work all day. And uh, so my husband and I talked about it, and we ended up um, deciding to move down to Atlanta, Georgia from Northern Virginia. So it was a really good time to do it. I left um, that job, and when I came here to Georgia, I just uh, helped him out with his uh, remodeling company, just doing the administrative work, which is not really what I love to do, but it sort of helped, you know, it fit the family plan there for a while. Um, And then the freelance writing, just like I said, that was something that I started to dabble in when my kids started school and I was looking to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, So, yeah. So, so you, so this, was this your first experience of working for yourself then? Yes. 
Yeah. And how difficult was that transition? You know what? It's not. I think when you really enjoy what you do, it's uh, the strong work ethic that I had working for somebody else just kind of came right over into being self-employed. I'm the kind of person that um, it's hard for me to kind of tear myself away from work or the things that I'm doing. Um, You know, to give you an example, when I about a year ago, I had uh, we made the decision that I would go back to work in a in a business situation because of finances and the economy and everything. And um, at that time, I was doing the DivaCast and I was working a full time job. And then I also decided we can get into that in a bit. But I also started to do the uh, Words to Mouth podcast. And my husband talks about it. He's like, you know, time after time, he would be taking the laptop off of my lap when I was asleep in bed. It's just one of those things that I would just, you know, work until I drop kind of thing. So um, it's it's a balance. You know, you've just really got to make sure that you um, balance work with family life and all the other things that, that you've got going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was the, what about the, uh, the business end of things like the accounting and the bookkeeping and, and all that stuff, the taxes, uh, what do you have? Did you have somebody automatically that was handling that for you? You said your, your husband already had his own business. Yes, he um, he has an accountant that does that. Neither one of us, we're kind of big picture creative thinkers and um, neither one of us loves to do the, you know, the nitty gritty accounting and bookkeeping stuff. So um, we did go ahead and uh, have an accountant that does that. But we, you know, with the economy, we've had to break down and do some of the day to day, just the day to day bookkeeping stuff. So it's we're juggling all of that. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and some people might say, well, Cliff, what does this have to do with podcasting? And, and, it, and it very much does because mm-hmm. in my consulting, I'm actually – the phones are ringing off the hook here of people who are wanting to get into podcasting. A lot of people, um, as, as you and I both know and as everybody knows that's listening to this, uh, literally – Tens of thousands of people uh, losing their job every single week. Uh, People are just not sure what they're going to do. And a lot of people are going into business for themselves. And obviously, one of the greatest things you can do is is to create a brand for yourself. And and podcasting is an obvious uh, revenue or not a revenue, (laughs) an obvious avenue for Mm -hmm. branding along with many other things. But so so. I know that there are a lot of people who have always worked in the corporate world and they're like, you know, so I'm not the only person who just now for the very first time, am, you know, I'm not the first person to experience being self-employed, you know, right. after, after a lifelong working for somebody else, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. How, how do you how do I figure out how much money to charge and how do I make money? And, and oh, my gosh, I need to earn this much money to actually make things work and pay it pay all these people to do these things. And it's like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's that, you know, Marcus Buckingham mentality of, of building that team of people around you that have the strengths that you don't. I don't know if you read his most recent book, but, um, that his book really resonates with me. And I, I can't think of the title off the top of my head, but it's, yeah, it's, it's using your strengths to do what you do best, which is the podcasting and all that you do. And then finding people that can do the stuff that you don't you know, enjoy or it doesn't energize you. And that's the nitty gritty bookkeeping and 
you know, I don't know, I don't know what else doesn't energize you, but I'm sure you've got a ton of things that you have to do every day with all the podcasts that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, I I have not yet read Marcus Buckingham's latest book, but I, I have seen him in person and, uh, listen to a couple of his his speeches, and he he is great about focusing on your strengths and delegating delegating your weaknesses. Uh, right. Too many times we're all very much we've been too focused on on looking at where we're weak and trying to improve that. And the best we're ever going to get is better or good, and good's not great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- I mean that's oversimplifying his message, but definitely do what do what drives you. And and delegate the rest, and mm-hmm. and and if you do what you're passionate about, the the it, I I don't want to just say the money will follow, but there are a bunch of other principles that are involved. But it does all work out in the end, doesn't it? Yes. So let's talk about podcasting directly. When did you first hear about podcasting? I first uh, heard about podcasting through um, a friend of mine. Actually, it's a couple. It's uh, Robin and Suzanne Maiden. They were doing a podcast called Insight Works, and it basically looks through. It looks at life through the lens of the Jungian um, Jungian psychology. And Suzanne um, went back to school and got her master's. And she decided that instead of just writing her thesis, she would do. Um, she would deliver her thesis via podcast as well. And through that, she got the idea of bringing um, our group of girlfriends, which I can tell you about the divas if you'd like, but bringing the divas to the internet airwaves. And um, I, there was, there's five women in the divas, and I was really the only other person that understood podcasting besides Suzanne. So it was sort of a sell on why would we do this. But um, it worked out to be pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> That it has. In fact, you guys um, have far surpassed 100 episodes now. Uh, What what episode are you guys on on that? I think we're close to 150, but I'm not positive. We've sort of slowed down a little bit as of late. We've got a lot of things going on, and um, so it's been a little bit more challenging. But, yeah, we've pumped out about, I think, 150. Very awesome. And and you can, yeah, I'd like you to talk a little bit about the Divas. It's five fabulous women in their 40s. Is that right? Yeah, some of our some of us are getting a little bit closer to the other number <laughs> we don't want to talk about. But um, yeah, you know, um, back in my early 30s, it's about 10 years ago now, I was really kind of dismayed with the kind of keeping up with the Joneses, Joneses mentality of a lot of women. And I was really looking for a group of girlfriends to sort of do life with and, you know, stop the, the competition that a lot of people end up getting into. So as weird as it sounds, I intentionally sent out some invitations and I got some women together and I told them about what I was interested in. And the divas were born. We named ourselves the divas. And we basically, you know, early on, we bonded because right away I lost my father and so did Julie. And then Suzanne um, was diagnosed with a rare cancer. And so we bound together and sort of helped her through the radiation process and, you know, help to help take care of her son. And, um, and so when Suzanne came to us and talked about the divas, it really was a kind of a natural thing because we saw how great this group of girlfriends um, were, you know, um, and helping us get through raising young kids and just helping each other through life. And so we sort of all had that pull to encourage other women to forge female friendships. So, 
we got together. We it, It's kind of funny. If you look on our website, I think it's still on there. There's a picture of us wearing these kind of Mardi Gras masks because everybody was sort of nervous to get on and talk about our lives. And, you know, after, I don't know, maybe 20 shows, we really, it got to the point where we were probably sharing more than we should have. Um, we felt really, and I'm sure you're like this too. You get the <laughs> microphone there, in that. front of you. Yeah. <laughs> get in trouble with a couple of family members here and there. But, um, yeah, you just kind of forget the mics there, and it's sort of like another diva night. And we just, you know, we sh- we shared a lot, and it's been really neat. We've had a lot of um, really great. We've built some relationships with some some listeners, and had had a chance to meet up with some of them, and um, ha- have seen how that's made a difference in a lot of people's lives. So um, it's been a great experience. Excellent. And real quickly for those who are listening, what is the website address for the Diva Cast? It's um, the Diva Cast. Dot com okay. T-H-E-D-I-V-A cast, C-A-S-T dot very, com. Very cool. And now, obviously, when you first got together, this is very exciting. The you know People are like uh, sending you emails. It's like, oh, this is great. I feel like I'm there with you. And, and, and I, of course, I know some of this from listening to the special 100th episode and, and, uh. and listening to you th- through, through time. <laughs> it, it, it's not... You know, there there comes a time when people start sharing things, uh, and 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 the thing is, you guys are excited for a while, but when you're in front of a microphone on a weekly basis or or a semi regular basis, even what happens is that ultimately there comes this time when maybe some of our shortcomings or our shortfalls kind of shine through, and right. and not only that, but in our friendships, this happens on a regular basis just not all the time in front of a microphone for the world to analyze. And so you guys have had experiences where, you know, things got a little uh, crazy inside relationships with each other. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did that affect the podcast? Well, it's funny because some listeners would, you know, email or call in and say, just tell us everything. Tell us what's going on. And then we'd get the emails. We're like, listen, I'm just trying to listen to you guys for a laugh. You know, leave your junk at home and and don't talk about it, you know. So, you know, I mean, the podcast sort of evolved. You start out, um, we started out just getting together to have fun. We sort of, you know, it's a little bit different in that we, Robin Maiden, um, he's our he's Suzanne's husband and our producer. He linked us together with um, Adam Curry's Pod Show Network, and so right from the get go, we're pretty naive and, and didn't realize that this doesn't happen to everybody. But we got some pretty good uh, big sponsors like Folgers and Marie Claire and Leapfrog, um, Splenda. So we, you know, that's not the norm with most podcasts. Um, so we were looking at it. We, we moved it from just getting together, chit-chatting, to really trying to make it something more and different and, you know, maybe didn't have all the experience that we need, needed to do so. And we did interviews. We, we tried a lot of different things. And ultimately, um, you know, we ha- we're five strong-willed women. We have a lot of different opinions. So we did run into some different ways, you know, different ways that we thought we should do things. And we had some rough spots. And... You know, ultimately, we decided just to step back and uh, do what we decide, you know, do what we did as divas and just get together and chit chat and talk about life. And that's been the best thing because it's kind of like a marriage. Um, you know, a lot of friendships, you don't if you don't like what someone says or you get ticked off, you walk away and you don't 
come back for, you know, a week, a month. Some people break friendships. But when you're committed to putting out the show and you've got right. sponsors, you can't just walk away. You have to show up and you have to be there week to week. It's almost like a marriage. You know, we had to work through um, all of our little warts and wrinkles. And, and ultimately, I mean, we had some pretty down and dirty conversations, but you know, we just all got together and played cards the other day. And, um, I know I speak for all of us. We love each other more, um, than we did or a deeper, it's a deeper level. We've gone, you know, just like marriage, you go through your rough spots and then you come out stronger on the other end. If you, if you, if you don't give up <laughs> beforehand. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and that's interesting. And, and of course, the, I think the, the valuable thing here, if I can just tie this into our listeners who are out there thinking about doing podcasting is, is, is about, you know, a lot of people will think, okay, maybe I should bring in a co-host and, and just keep this in mind when, when you're choosing a co-host, um, just understand that, that things aren't always going to be sunny skies, uh, especially once you get around episode 85, 90, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you plan on going that far. Uh, over the course of time in any relationship, there's going to be conflict. And just understand that, uh, maybe even have a conversation about that with your co-host ahead of time and, and stuff like that. Now, and the, and the one thing I can bring into this is that uh, when we started the Weekly Loss podcast back in December of 05, we started it with our next door neighbor. And, you know, we basically about two and a half months, maybe three months into it, all of a sudden, just Rachel wasn't there anymore. And mm-hmm. we we didn't actually ever get into any kind of issues uh, in front of the microphone. But behind the scenes, there was some very, uh, very difficult moments and 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 some some hurt feelings and, and everything all the way around. And it took a while to recover from that. And I will tell you, it probably wasn't. It, it, we started in December of 2005. It wasn't until about two years after she was gone that people stopped asking, you know, whatever happened to Rachel? I really liked your show when she was on it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just an exaggeration, but, but yeah, Yeah. I mean, people are still like, you know, whatever happened to her? And, and, and of course you just don't want to say anything, but, but yeah, these things are going to happen over time. And just, just think about that ahead of time when you think about a co-host and, and hopefully you guys will be able to, to stick it out through and, I've got a co-host for many of my shows that's my wife. And, of course, we often uh, have our conversations right in front of the microphone, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I really appreciate the way that you do that because it is putting it out there. And um, you guys deal with some pretty heavy topics, and I think that that helps other people. But I'm sure sometimes afterwards you're thinking, what <laughs> what did we just say? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, and, and not only that, but you know, so many people want to – criticize us for the yeah. way uh, for the things that we actually say on our podcast and the, and the fact is, is is sometimes i feel like oh maybe i shouldn't it's like wait a second no because that's exactly what i would have said if the if the recorder wasn't on right you know and i and mm-hmm. i'm not a horrible person i'm a normal person and i'd be willing to guess that the person who's emailing me complaining to me about what i said or what stephanie said they probably would have said the same thing just not in public well, and it's yeah. that's the beauty of podcasting. There's no, you know, there's no censors. You can say what you want. There's no, you know what I mean. And yes. and that's oftentimes with the diva cast when we 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 have we have gotten very little, you know, criticism. But um, the one the times that we have, I think, hey, <laughs> this is free, you know, content entertainment. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it, you know. And I and I always I appreciate when people kind of 
give us a different perspective. Um, but if there's a difference between being really critical and kind of nasty than just to say, hey, let me offer a different perspective, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things that uh, helped me to help curb some of that, you know, where I'm sharing and where I'm not sharing is when I went to a premium content model. Uh, hmm. So so basically, a lot of our shows, we release some of our episodes for free and and um, a majority of our episodes for d- individual podcasts are only available to people who are, you know, as gspn.tv plus members paying $10 a month for access to all of our content. And what's really neat about that is that the only people who are paying money for our content who are people who already understand who we are and, mm-hmm. and they feel connected to us one way or another and, and they're in the, and they're genuinely concerned about who we are and understand who we are and, and love what we're doing. Otherwise, why would you pay $10 a month? So I, now I have this My Crazy Life podcast and I could say whatever I want. And, yeah. these, and these people understand me and they get me. And so I still have that outlet to share and, and just be the real me without worrying about some crazy person who just randomly finds me in iTunes. And it's like, what in the world are you doing? You- <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so yeah, Let, let's talk about, uh, so you, you had this introduction, you were doing, when did you start working uh, together as, a, as the five of you doing DivaCast? Oh, it's probably been about um, almost three years ago now. Okay, so it was, I think it was yeah. just right, bef- right at or right before we started uh, the Weekly Loss podcast. So when did you start Words to Mouth? Words, words to Mouth. Words to mouth. It's been about a year now. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, when I first started, I was working at a full-time job. So the beginning was, you know, slow going. It just, um, a friend of mine, his name is Tom Royce. He is a, a blogger. He does the real estate bloggers. And he encouraged me to kind of merge my interest in writing and, um, and podcasting. I mean, I, I'm one of the ones out of the divas that really got on fire for podcasting. I mean, some of them um, are just kind of, you know, interested in getting together and chit chatting as girlfriends. And then there's a couple of us that really fell in love with with podcasting. So um, he encouraged me to do this. And, um, you know, I start like I said, I started out slow because I was working full time. And then my husband as I mentioned earlier, things got a little bit out of balance and he's, my husband's a, a very encouraging person. And, you know, I knew, we both knew that something had to give. There was no way that I could continue to work, um, full time and do, uh, this podcast. And at that time, I really thought that podcasting in and of itself was going to be, um, you know, was ready to take off and people um, would take it seriously as, as far as sponsorships and that type of thing. Um, so I made the choice to quit the full time job and um, just do the words to mouth full time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, definitely. I, I know that feeling. How did that work out for you? Well, you know, the, the the initial intent for Words to Mouth was to encourage authors. And so I think that if, if my intent was to make money, I could say that it was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. So, you know, again, like I said earlier, I'm on fire for what I do. And again, it's still it's still me having to tear myself away when my kids come home from school. And um, so I'm still loving what I'm doing. I'm just trying to be creative and finding other ways to help supplement the family income so that I can stay at home and do what I love. 
Absolutely. Now, what are some ways? Uh, we'll talk about words to mouth, and, and actually, let's go ahead and do that, and then we'll talk about some of the other technical things. So, words to mouth is a podcast where you interview authors. Is that correct? Yes, my tagline is where readers meet authors beyond the printed page and win free books. So, yeah, I interview authors either in a written form or I uh, do it via podcast. And then each each post that I do has the opportunity to enter to win a free copy of the book. Excellent. And, of course, one of the authors that you recently interviewed was uh, Paul Young or William P. Young. Yes. Of The Shack, which is a totally awesome book. And if you guys haven't uh, read it, I, I I, enjoy the book very much. I don't think that everybody must read this book before they die or whatever, anything like that. But it is a mm-hmm. great book, and I encourage everybody to get a copy and, and check it out. But anyway, you interviewed him, and I am so glad that you did because there is so much controversy in the Christian realm related around this book when there really there shouldn't be and if anybody has any question to that as far as i'm concerned i gave my full review and criticism of all the criticism in about the church episode number 73 over at atcpodcast.com but anyway i loved your interview with him because it really set my mind at ease as to who this guy is what his heart was for writing the book and really confirmed in in my mind that you know what this is not a book that should be viewed in the way in the light that so many Christian leaders out there are are painting this thing. Yeah, and that's I mean that's my intent with with the authors that I interview, um, as with him, is to kind of get be, beyond the book and kind of get to know them um, as a person. And you know the way that that whole book came about. I mean I won't give you all the details if people want to go to that interview or your conversation they can get that but um just being able to get that backstory from him helped me too to to understand where he was coming from and that it wasn't written you know to be some kind of a textbook or whatever it was written just to bring his story to his children originally so it's a lot of fun to do those type of interviews and ask the questions and get uh the the backstory on the books Absolutely. And, and if you go to wordstomouth.com and uh, go down in the, I guess it's the left menu bar, uh, there's a search. You just type in the shack. Or if you go down into the archives and look for January of 2009, you will find uh, um, Carrie's interview with Paul Young. And it happened to be on my birthday on January 20th. So uh, definitely go and check that out. It is a great interview, and I and I imagine there are a lot of people listening to this that are either have read the book, are reading the book, or have heard a lot about the book. And I encourage you to read or to listen to that interview and get a feel for uh, Carrie's podcast. It's a it's a great show. And I and and one of the other things that I I think would be interesting to know is how do you go about contacting these people? Did at first did you ever think you might have a hard time getting? Uh, authors to give you time or to allow you to interview them? Absolutely. I thought for sure that I would be, you know, pounding down doors and that, you know, I would probably be starting out with a lot of um, unknown or self-published authors. And I was really thrilled to, to, right away I landed AM Homes. And, you know, I basically it's just being um, open to asking the question. I went into my local bookstore and Mary Kay Andrews was doing a book signing and I just kind of slipped her my card and told her I would be in contact with her, touched base with her and had an interview with her, you know, the next week. And um, really, I, it opened my eyes to uh, the fact that authors 
I think a lot of aspiring authors or new authors think they finish the book and they get it published even by a big house like Random House or somebody like that. And they think, okay, I'm done moving on to the next book. And the promotion process for authors, um, really, it lands on their shoulders. They have to do a lot of the work themselves. So getting in, ta- in contact with authors directly through, the, through their website or their publicists, you know, at this point, I've been able to build a nice network of different publicists and um, people throughout the industry. Um, so I'm not, I don't have to really uh, knock down any doors anymore. I, you know, I'd like to land some bigger names and that's on my to-do list. Um, <laughs> there's so much to do with what I, what I do. Cause I do everything with the podcast that, um, you know, I'd love to have, uh, some of the bigger names. And I, I guess I think a lot of the names that I have, like you were saying, William P. Young and, um, some of the other authors people recognize, um, but to get those really big names, I think you have to do a little extra work and I just need some time to get out there. <laughs> I, I know that feeling doing a lot of yeah. entertainment podcasting, it, you know, the, the, one of the things I've learned is that if I ask and I search down and get in touch with the right people, these folks want to promote themselves. I mean, they're, they're just like us as podcasters. Who, who of us who is a podcaster out there would ever turn down an interview, Right. Right, right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so the the thing is, is the authors and and stuff like that. They're they're very much the same, and and same with celebrities, TV sh- actors, and stuff like that. You and and my suggestion to everybody out there is, don't ever think of somebody as such a celebrity that they're untouchable, because everybody out there is just another human being, just like yourself. And and sometimes the only barrier that gets in the way is the fact that you put a mental wall in between you and somebody else. And and that wall sometimes just does not exist. Sure, there'll be some people that are just too stuck up to talk to you. But that in my experience as a podcaster, that's just not been the case overall. And that's uh, I had a conversation with Robert Fulgham. Do you know who that is? Everything I, I ever needed to know I learned oh, in yes, kindergarten. Yes. Okay. You know, he's a huge, big-time author. He's been on the New York Times bestseller list for a million years. And, uh, you know, he had some – he had a hard time publishing his last book. Um, it's a it's a huge novel, but it's a really neat um, – it's a really neat – I call it a, ex, an experience. But what he said, too, is it's words – it's it's a word-of-mouth kind of thing. I mean, if you, if you take the time – and I think podcasting is like this. If you take the time to get engaged – in the different social media sites, you know, like like Twitter or Facebook, um, and go to the events and really have a good intention of building relationship with people, the doors will open. It's not, you know, if you're out there and you just have a very self-motivated me, me, me kind of attitude, people will not respond well to you. But if you have the intention of encouraging others and, um, you know, just connecting, then it's it's really great to see how how that all comes together. Absolutely. I, the one thing that I get a phone call at least once a week on is I'd like to hire you uh, as a consultant because I want to quit my job and I want to start podcasting and, and, and make my, make it my full-time income. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, there's other consultants out there. Let me put you in touch with some other folks. No, seriously. I I talk to them and I say, listen, you know, it, I, I'm doing this full-time as a career, but I, in in no way am I doing it for the money. I, I the first year of doing this business, I made maybe one eighth of what I made as an insurance agent. Now my family has adjusted our lifestyle, and 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 we are. I enjoy what I'm doing so much more. I, when I wake up in the morning, I can't wait to start working, and I have to pull myself away from my work because I love it so much. And I, and because I love what I'm doing, I'm happier, and I and the time I spend with my wife and kids 
it is is so much more. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm richer than I've ever been. But financially, I'm in a much lower place than I've ever been. But that's changing, and it's yeah. and it's changing because of the relationships that I have with people. I mean, uh, I will be honest with you. Six months into podcasting, I'm like, how in the world am I going to put food on the table next month? How am I yeah. going to keep the electric bill on uh, going or the electric on in the house? And and now my phone won't stop ringing. I'm having a hard time answering people's uh, emails who want to buy equipment from me and 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 people who want to hire me for consulting. And so and it's coming through just people like, wow, Cliff took the time and, and he went way above and beyond. And it's how much value and and how much you're giving to your audience and, and how much you're building into them. And that's what makes you grow. Yeah, well, you've always had that really, um, that, that you've had that intention. I, I mean, I listen to you when, and I know what you're talking about. I remember the times when I thought, oh, they're struggling, you know? Yeah. Um, but you've always had, you're like, you and CC Chapman, I remember listening to and thinking, that's exactly right. You know, you give so much encouragement, and it's, it is, it's great to see that it's coming back, um, you know, and, and you're getting rewarded for that. Yeah, I'm, I, I do remember you emailing me after one of them. Hang in there, Cliff, because I'm, <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> and, yes. I, and I'm so glad to get that email because misery loves company. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So anyway, um, do you do the production for Words to Mouth? Are, are you involved in, in the process how, and how involved are you? I do everything and I want to learn how to clone myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do um, everything, you know, from networking and uh, preparing the interviews and making the contact contacts and then, um, you know, recording and then going and editing and posting all of it. So the show notes and all of that. So, well, that's, yeah. that's bad, but it's great. Okay, so so let me explain to you what I mean by that. It's 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 bad for you because trust me, I'm in your same shoes. I I, I do it all, uh, but it's great because I'm going to be able to ask you a lot of questions that people are dying for me to ask you, uh, which okay. is is the details, the nuts and bolts. Let's talk about equipment. Let's talk about hosting, which we're going to get to that in just a second. But I'd love to just share. Have you? you you're now obviously you're a voracious reader. I'm not. Um, I I struggle to read books, although I love the Amazon. Uh, Kindle for the iPhone. Ah, oh, I've read. I've read. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I read three books in the time it normally would have taken me to read three chapters of a. Of you can a, take a, it with you. It, because yeah, I'm sitting. Yeah. I went to the doctor's office and I waited for the doctor for 25 minutes. I read four chapters. See now, I, I, I that's another thing on my to do list. I'm like, come on, Amazon, give me a Kindle. I can talk about this. <laughs> I just haven't even made that contact yet. Yes, it sounds yes. great. So, so the question I have for you is: Have you ever read the Four Hour Work Week? You know what? I read part of it. My friend Tom, um, he had the book, and he when I was starting out with words to mouth. He said, you need to read this chapter, and I did, and um, but I didn't finish the whole thing because at that time I was trying to get prepared for a couple different interviews. So, yeah. Well, well I'll tell you what. It, it was a great book. I heard so many things about it. It really inspired me in a lot of ways. And by the way, folks, I, it, the, I, I hate the title of that book. I hate to even mention the title of that book because, first of all, I never desire to work a four-hour work week. I love working too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the thing is, is though, it, it, it's got some great principles. And have you ever heard of VAs or virtual assistants? Yes. See, this is something that I'm just now starting to think about. Uh, from what I understand, you can hire somebody. They'll work. I, I mean, these folks in around the world, they'll work. I can't remember what it is. Is if, if it's something like it, it's some ridiculously low 
number, but you can hire somebody for like 10 bucks an hour or six bucks an hour. And they're independent contractors. So they're not an employee. And I was thinking about hiring somebody for about 10 hours a month. And for 10 hours, I would give them uh, the names of TV actors or stars that I would like them to research thoroughly who the publicist is, who who the right contact people are, the email addresses, the phone numbers, supply all that information to me, but at the same time, make initial contact. Right. And, That'd be a great idea. And, and set that stuff up. And, and so there are little things like that because, I, I mean, I know I can get these interviews. It, and just like you, it's just the time. Yeah. You know, we're bogged down. We're doing so much. And so and of course, eventually I'm going to bring somebody in here to do some of the the details like the, you know, the post-production work and stuff like that. But let let me go ahead and ask you um, the, the some of these technical details. So first of all, you're using WordPress. Is that correct? Yes. Why did you choose WordPress? Is there any uh, personal reason? Uh, you know, I think my I think my friend Tom is listening to this, and I use WordPress because Tom says so. Very cool. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm not technically inclined, and so I just count on both uh, Tom Royce and Robin Maiden to kind of give me the advice that I needed to to get set up. And basically, I had him um, set it up for me, and he shows me step by step what to do, and I do it, and I'm very good at following direction. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say Tom's a great guy for suggesting it because WordPress is the best platform out there for podcasters. It will work on a ton of other platforms as well, but WordPress, in my opinion, is the best. Um, I, I, so I love what you're doing there. Who are you hosting your media files? When you upload those MP3 files, are they going on your, your server space where your website is or are you hosting those separately somewhere? Do you know? They're going, I'm part of, now I'm no longer with Podshow, but I'm with Personal Life Media. And so, do you know Susan Bratton? I, is she one of the divas? No, no, no. she's, um, she has, she is. Oh, that's Suzanne I'm thinking of. No, right. I'm sorry. No, Susan and Tim Bratton, they have a network called, um, Personal Life Media. She does a show called Dishy Mix where she interviews a lot of, um, internet and, um, marketing type people. Um, so she has a network and I, and I, that's where I host it. And then I, so I upload it there. Then I upload it onto WordPress and I've got it, you know, going onto iTunes and different directories. Excellent. So basically, yeah, go ahead. Cliff, you, you can't get too technical, technical with me because. No, that's okay. No, seriously, this is what I, this is what the, the, my listeners are eating up. Trust me. They, well, this is, this is good because especially with women who feel like there's no way, like if, if a woman out there is an excellent speaker or an author or something and she wants to build a brand, but she's totally intimidated by podcasting, do not be because if I can do it, seriously, anybody can do it. It's just learning the steps on how to get there. And, and that, that I could not say it better myself. There, I, I was hired by a local Cincinnati child care facility, a, a preschool. And mm-hmm. in this preschool, they had a desire to start doing a podcast to help keep their parents informed and in the loop what's going on in the school. And everything, as far as all the stories and all the things that are being told, are being told by preschool students doing the podcast. Aww. If preschool students... <laughs> Yeah, really. Can podcast? You can podcast. And and it and basically what I did is I went in and said, you know, I, I taught the date I taught these preschool teachers how to do it all. And and when I gave them the list, their their mouth sunk to the floor because I said, here's how to post a podcast in seventy five easy easy steps. 
Yeah. And they're what? 75? And I said, you don't understand. It's yeah. open Firefox. <laughs> type yeah. That's step one. Step two, type in this web address. Step three, click the login button. So, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, mm-hmm. technically speaking, it's like five steps uh, to the process of releasing an episode. But, but I break it down. It's like, listen, you could bring any – you could bring the Domino's pizza guy off of the street – and at the front door and say, hey, would you mind reading these and following these instructions and release this podcast for me? And they'd be able to do it. So, yeah, you guys, anybody out there can podcast. All right. I love so, that. I love that preschool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's um, well, I don't know if I should say I, I, I kind of trying to keep my clients uh, out there. But it, yeah. I, you know what? I need to ask them because I want to come back and I want to show folks what they're doing. And maybe I can get them in an interview. Uh, but the thing is, is they're really concerned about the, the you know, confidentiality. the confidentiality of the children and stuff like yeah. that in the area. But anyway, so um, uh, let's see here. You're hosting. So you're uploading to the personal life servers. Then you're putting in your WordPress um, microphone. What are you using for equipment in your studio? Do you have a mixer? Are you going straight into the computer? How do you do that? Well, initially, like with the DivaCast, Robin, we call it the Diva Den, and he's got this elaborate whole, you know, system downstairs. Um, when I came on and did words to mouth on my own, I have my HP laptop, and I got a Logitech um, USB microphone with a little swing down, you know, headset with a, mic- a swing down microphone. Yep. And then um, again, Tom helped me out, and he. I think it's, is it Alesis? Is that the way you pronounce it? I have Mm -hmm. a mixer and um, now I have a microphone that is, what is it called? Um, I'll look on it. Hmm. It is Audio Technica. Audio Technica, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm using now. And um, I just talked to him today and we're going to get a a computer dedicated just to recording because I've had a little bit, I've had some issues with, sound quality and things that he's thinking might be um, linked to just having so much going on with my laptop that I need to have a, a computer just for recording because we're getting into doing another project and um, I want to make sure that the sound quality is is the best it can be. I just did an interview with Mark um, Warnke. Yep. He um, wrote a book called Ono and I was a little bit bummed out because some of the sound quality um, didn't come out the way that I had, you know, wanted it to. Sure. So, well, I just listened to that. Uh, one of the things I can tell you is is the Audio Technica mic that you're using. I can tell by listening to it that it's a condenser microphone. Okay. And so it is picking up the echo of the room um, a little bit on on your end. And also, if there's a fan running on your computer, it's gonna hear. You're gonna hear. Shh okay. In the background of your audio. Right, and, that's and, what it is. Yeah, that so because th- I I was listening to the fan of because uh, I was just lis- I finished listening to that right before we got on the Skype here together, and what what I noticed is that that it, that's just the that's just the use of a a condenser microphone. It is super sensitive, and if anybody's out there listening, if you go to podcastanswerman dot com, I'm gonna pull it up here real quickly. Go podcastanswerman dot com. On the right-hand menu, I have created a little section right underneath where it says podcast equipment and call me and all that stuff. It says posts most often referred to. And if you look under uh, the very first one there, it should always say the power of the Heil PR40. And I do a, a, I do a side-by-side comparison of condenser microphones and a dynamic microphone. 
and and the condenser microphone, I actually dropped a pen on the floor on my carpet, and you could hear it like nothing else. <laughs> and and wow. and then I plugged in my dynamic, and you you weren't able to hear anything like that at all. So huh. um, anyway, what's what's the difference in price point? Uh, well, the, the, the thing is, is both condensers and dynamic microphones can be as cheap as you know fifty bucks uh, both ways, and they can be as expensive as a thousand dollars. Your Audio Technica probably ran right around two hundred to three hundred dollars. Uh, uh, the best, the in my opinion, the best dynamic microphone is a Heil PR40. And I'm not allowed to say how much I sell it for. I can tell you this. It, the minimum advertised price is $325. And you might be able to get it for $26 less than that from me if you oh, called okay. me. <laughs> so how's that? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, so right around $300 is the best uh, dynamic microphone. If you didn't want to go with the best dynamic microphone, you could go with a very inexpensive one that's really good. The Shure SM58 microphone. You're not. It, the thing is, is you're gonna get with your with your condenser microphone. You're going to be very used to having the richness of your voice portrayed in your audio. Uh-huh. And so the the Shure the uh, Shure SM58 is not going to pick up the richness of your voice. It'll just, but it will pick up only your voice and not all the external sounds. Okay. Whereas the Heil PR40. Will not only will it suppress all the external sounds because it's dynamic; it's not picking up everything, but it's it's also going to take the richness of your voice. I mean, the the it, it'll give the full the full body of your voice. Right. So, all right. So I have some other questions here. Let's see here. What? Uh, okay, to do your interviews, how you're doing telephone interviews? How right. how are you connecting your phone? Tell us about that setup. How how do you get that audio recorded? I call them through Skype and so it's, you know, me on the computer, them on their phone and I record it with Pamela. Are you familiar with that? I am. Okay, Pamela. Um, And then, you know, after the interview's over, I open it up in Audacity, which is an editing program. Excellent. Okay. Um, The the other thing that I I will share with you is that on the um, audio end, on the telephone, um, mm-hmm. Telephones are broadcasted at eight thousand hertz, and that's the—I mean—that's the best that they do. So it's really low audio quality, hands down, automatically. And then Skype is really good. Like you and I right now, we have excellent sound quality. We're not the same as in studio together, but it's pretty darn good. Right. The thing is, though, is your audio is a little less quality than my audio, and that is because that you know voice over IP compresses it a lot, and so therefore the audio quality isn't quite the greatest. And so when doing the things the way that you are now, and, and trust me, your your audio sounds pretty decent, and your your podcast is coming through, and content's very important. But what you are doing is you're taking an already low audio quality source, such as a telephone line, and then you're taking it and bringing it across a compressed lower quality connection to your computer so um th- the thing is though is for the price it, you can't beat it but right. <laughs> but there but there are there is equipment out there that would help you in the area of bringing in like going straight from your telephone line directly into your mixer and then into the recording on your computer 
which I've talked about before. And if you're interested, I'll send you a link to that later. But okay. but anyway, you, you still I, with what you have, I think if I'm not mistaken, a majority of the the static that I heard in the Warnke interview was it was simply the the fan on the computer and the condenser microphone picking it up. I think that that change alone right now would really, really improve something for you. Okay, I'll try it. You know, it's funny. I mean, sometimes I'll have issues and sometimes I won't. So I just have to take a better, I guess, uh, checklist of what's going on <laughs> when the good ones happen. Because um, his interview at the very end, his voice, I think that he was maybe his, you know, maybe I didn't realize that he wasn't speaking right into the the phone. Right. Um, so it got it got very faint at the end. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I do put the interviews through levelator uh-huh. Are you familiar with that yes and i don't know if that messed it up a little bit with trying to um regulate the sound or not but um i wasn't real thrilled with the way that that came out at the end but i think his message was conveyed okay <laughs> yes it, it, the, i listened to the interview and to be honest with you the only reason i listened to the audio quality is because i knew we were going to talk and i was going to ask you some questions and stuff but but seriously the, the as if i weren't a podcast consultant i wouldn't have even noticed that there was static in the background to be honest with you and that's oh, what, you're nice <laughs> no seriously I, and, and and i tried to i really do try to share that with my audience is is, is if your content is what people are listening for, you know, and they're really listening to it, then then people are very forgiving for the audio quality. Right. And 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 just whatever you do, don't try to be perfect before you start podcasting because if you do that, chances are you'll never get started. I love that advice. Is just get started. Um we talk about that a lot. Is get started and just improve as you go. Yeah, just just think about the, you know, the dictaphone or the what a what did ever those things, the spiral graph things that they had back yeah. in the old days. Uh, but anyway, how has, you know, now you said, obviously, you know, you're, you're trying to earn an income. In what ways are you earning income from podcasting right now? Well, I just started offering a promotion service that um, it is offered more to authors that are not as well known. I call them underpromoted authors to sort of help them or let them piggyback off the more well-known authors that I've uh, featured on my site. So if you go on my website, the featured authors are on top and they're scrolling up above and uh, William P. Young is one of those. And then the ones below, um, not always, but sometimes are um, paid promotion. And if they are, then they're noted as such. So um, an author can either be part of a a post where there's three books with a description and a link back to their book and an Amazon link, or they can do um, a written interview with me and have all the um, other things that I mentioned, or they can do a podcast. And um, like I said, I wanted, I wanted to sort of try to come up with a way to um, compensate my time and energy, but also, you know, kind of keep the um, integrity of the site um, reputable. I don't want to have people thinking, oh, well, she's getting paid for all of these interviews, so she's not really recommending the books. It's sort of me, um, you know, able to sort of help promote more authors and encourage more authors and still get out there and get the, the, the more notable names that people are familiar with. And then, um, as I mentioned before, Tom and I are working on a project called Hope for Authors. Because 
since I've been doing this, I've really been inundated with a lot of authors, a lot of books that come my way that I just cannot get to. And it's just become apparent to me that a lot of aspiring authors and um, people that have newly published books are really looking for ways to promote their books and get them in the hands of readers. So um, what we're doing is we're working on a project where I'm going to go out and interview. You know, I always say I'm not a literary expert, but um, I'm going to go out and interview people that are uh, successful authors, editors, publishers, publicists, um, some um, talk show hosts, and some people in the digital digital media um, field like you, (laughs) hopefully Cliff, um, that can kind of give some idea of what what authors need to do or how they can improve um, promoting their books. So that's going to be something that we're going to offer at a very um, inexpensive rate that we can help um, authors, you know, just get some a better understanding of how to get out there because I think that a lot of them are not real clear on that. Absolutely. That, 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 I think that that sounds like a great way to go about that. And is that something that will be like a monthly subscription or something like a, a consulting one-on-one kind of thing that you'll be doing with them? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm into starting something and then letting it lead me. Initially what it's going to be is, um, we're actually getting people involved. And if anyone's listening to this and they think that they know somebody that might be interested in being interviewed for this, please let me know. But it's, it's going to start out as, um, a CD series where we're going to put these interviews on a CD. Um, we, we offer a, it's, I think it's a 49 page ebook that Tom and I put together, um, to help authors use the internet tools to, promote their books. There's a ton of things that authors are doing from virtual book tours to, you know, um, blogging and doing podcasts and all different kinds of things that they can do to promote their brand and promote their books. So, and you know, Facebook, Twitter, all those things that we think are so easy to understand um, that the average person doesn't really, doesn't really know about yet. So that little ebook kind of helps out with that. And then um, the interviews will be offered at a, a low price for people that are really interested in getting more um, information from the experts. Excellent. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast Answer Man. And and trust me, my audience, I, I can just tell you right now, they've loved hearing you talk. And many Aww. of them are already very inspired by your story. Um, the, the fact that you don't have to know all the answers, you don't have to understand completely how the hosting is working and, and stuff like that. You can just have somebody like Tom or like Cliff, uh, or anybody else out there. Honestly, it doesn't have to be, uh, even myself, but you can really just go through, have somebody get things set up for you, give you some step-by-step instructions and just cut you loose after, after just a very short, brief introduction on how to use the equipment, how to hit record, how to upload, and, and you're good to go. And, and how many episodes of uh, Word to Mouth have you done? Um, I think I'm at 56. So. You know, and I, I do, I agree with that. I think that a lot of people try to do it themselves and, you know, get um, different books and try to um, inform themselves. And I mean, if that's the way that you're wired, that's great. But I think that it's a great investment to, to get someone like you or whoever that already is informed on how to do it and uh, just get you started so you can do what you love to do. Very cool. Now, where, fo- where can folks find you on Twitter? Um, it's my name, Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E. WTM for words to mouth. All right. And then uh, the words to mouth website, of course, is www.wordstomouth.com. Right. It's words with an S. A oh, lot of yes. People, yeah. yes. 
You said that. That's fine. <laughs> Very cool. Words uh, to mouth dot com, and then also the Diva Cast. You guys are still re- recording that, right? We are. We're recording. We have two shows to put out. So a lot of our listeners are wondering where we are, but we are still here. It's just, like I said, we've got some things going on that um, have been a little bit challenging, but we're still here. Excellent. You know, you know, what's really funny is I recall back, uh, it was about six months ago, you said, uh, oh, hey, Cliff, we talked about you when we recorded today. You know, it'll be in, it'll be in one of the future episodes. And you, you guys recorded, like, I think that one session, you recorded three episodes. Right. And so I remember, okay, I listened to the first part. I was like, there's nothing in there. And then, <laughs> and then it was like two or three weeks. And then it's like, there's nothing in there. And that, so it was about a month and a half later. It's like, ah, there she's, that's what she was talking about. Hi, I tricked you to listening to more than one show. You, See, now you it helps you have a better. <laughs> you sucked me in, didn't you? Yeah, it gives you a better understanding of Stephanie. If you listen, that that's what we always say about men. It's like you'll either like your brain will explode or you'll have a better sense of how, how your wife thinks. <laughs> you know, and that's a, just real quick. That's another great tip for podcasters is to, if you really want to get people involved in your content, communicate with them through your content. Um, it, it's something I don't think that um, many podcasters do enough, which is, you know, if people are leaving comments on your blog, why not create, a, and, and I'm not suggesting that DivaCast or anybody like that, you guys have to do this, but but for podcasters in general, if you want somebody to listen to your podcast, to stay tuned, take that blog comment section and, and, and at the end of your podcast say, hey, here's a little bit of feedback, some things that people are saying on the comments on the blog. And then just read their their first name, last initial, and read their comment and respond and speak to that person. And you'll be amazed. If, if they're anything like me, when, I remember the very first time I the Ryan and Jen from the Transmission Lost podcast ever uh, mentioned my name. I, I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to listen to this. And I'm showing all my friends. And they're like, oh, there's a Lost podcast. And so, yeah, you can. But definitely it piqued my interest in it and it really connected me with those podcasters and I and I became a longtime listener and now a close friend with those folks. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun when people will call in and leave a message. I know a lot of times people feel kind of intimidated by that, but um, I love when people call in and leave a message that I can play on air and um, get more engaged in the conversation. Because a lot of times as a podcaster, you do feel, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of interviews, but some people that are just... Uh, producing their own content on their own, I'm sure at times can feel a little bit isolated. So to engage the listeners and, um, you know, communicate on the the blog posts and and the forums and that type of thing, if you get a big enough audience is, it's a lot of fun. And who are you using for your voicemail? Do you use like your, just your home service or do you have a K7, J2? I have a a K7. A K7. Yeah. And you, yeah, you need to make sure that you make sure that they're, you're calling that at least once a month, correct? So exactly, I've heard. I have to be mindful of that, but usually my listeners will call in and leave a leave a comment, so I'm pretty good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, because yeah. for K7.net. Now I tried looking through there the other day, and they make it difficult for you to find out how to sign up for that free thing. But but it is in there if you dig around, and uh, you, and like Carrie says, you have to use that phone number. Within, you know, at least once every 30 days. Otherwise, your phone number comes up for reuse for somebody else. Right. So check that out. And I'm on the I'm on the lookout for other services out there that you can pay 10, 15, 20 bucks a month for so that it'll have uh, voicemail 24 hours a day, seven days a week that automatically emails you a a WAV file. Um, And the reason why I'm doing that is I'm looking for something because I think that these phone numbers and, and stuff 
the the voicemail hotline is such a valuable tool. It is such a valuable tool for connecting people with you. And and so I'm looking. If you, anybody has any ideas and suggestions on that, I'd love to hear some other ones out there. So send me to some sites that have paid for services because I have a lot of consulting clients who aren't who are definitely willing to spend the money. They just want to make sure that they have something that if somebody didn't call for 33 days and and they didn't remember to you know call in themselves that they don't lose that right right i mean once you build the audience a little bit it's not a problem but yeah you have to like put that in your in your date book (laughs) exactly anything Mm -hmm. else that you want to promote or share because i'm all about promoting everybody out there and so i'd love to hear anything else you want to talk about now you know i i referred this goes back to just encouraging other people and what i said earlier about you know um we were talking about the guy that I just interviewed, Mark Warnke, with this Ono um, book that he's written and this movement that he has. And I just I love the fact that that through podcasting that you're going to be interviewing him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like we we're talking about before is just encouraging each other and communicating and keeping the lines open. Um, I just really appreciate you having interest in even talking to me. I think it's um, it's very I'm just very honored. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much, and I'm and and I appreciate and I'm very honored. I appreciate you, and I'm very honored that you would spend an hour talking with me and sharing uh, your experience with my listeners because it obviously helps them and and also helps me um, show folks out there that you know this stuff can be done, and and I appreciate it. So thank you very much, Carrie, and everybody should be checking her out and um, follow her on Twitter at twitter.com/slash Carrie C A R R I E. WTM stands for words to mouth. Thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you, Cliff. Well, everybody, that's another episode of the podcast Answer Man. Just want to let you know a couple things. If you're looking for audio equipment for your podcast, any kind of audio equipment whatsoever, I have that available. Of course, I have some pre set up packages for those of you who are looking to just, you know, get everything you need to get started. Uh, several different price ranges for those of you, depending on what your budget is and what you know, how interested you are into going into podcasting. You can find that at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. Of course, for those of you who already have some equipment and you just want to add on to things, upgrade a couple different pieces here or there, we can help you with that. If you want a custom package that maybe is a little bit beyond what I have there set up, uh, we can set up a custom package for you. So audio equipment... Be, be sure to think about me when, when you're looking for that. Of course, also, I want to let you know I do have time for you if you need one-on-one podcast consulting. If you're interested in learning about the rates and about how much time it might take, um, typically, it's about anywhere between two to three hours I can take somebody who has no idea about podcasting and get them up and running with some podcasting. Uh, depends on how much they want to know and how much they're willing to let me just set up for them and then just give them the instructions on how to do it. I take every case individually, work it out to what they're comfortable with. Um, definitely would be interested in talking with you about that. One of the things that I do have been doing here recently is I've been giving you my cell phone number. And as far as my cell phone number, I'd be interested in talking to any of, any of you as long as it's related to equipment calls or if it's regarding consulting work. And of course, you can call me on my cell phone at area code 859-620-2644. That's again, 859-620-2644. 
Now, as far as anything else that you might want to ask for the Podcast Answer Man show, any kind of audio comments, feedback, questions that you'd like to see if I can answer for free here on the show, we have a voicemail line set up for that. That's area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And, of course, if you want to email me, I don't mind that as well. You can email me at cliff at podcastanswerman.com. That's cliff, C-L-I-F-F, at podcastanswerman.com. And so I'll be back again next week. Not quite sure exactly what we'll cover next week. It could be another interview. It could be some more answers to your questions. But whatever the case may be, we hope that you'll head over to gspn.tv and podcastanswerman.com sometime within the next week. And I don't know why my audio just skipped, but it did. (laughs) But we do hope that you'll head over and you'll join the community. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.